Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to Back to All Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Cross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Time to talk about week six of the National Football League, and we'll start with the 49ers and the Browns and San Francisco on the road, but they are nine and a half point favorites, and the public loves the Niners. Per BetMGM Insights, most bet teams for tickets, 49ers minus nine and a half. Largest handle going to the 49ers at minus nine and a half. Uh, The total is interesting, Joe. It's at 36, which leads me to believe that the 49ers aren't facing the Cleveland Browns. They're facing the Iowa Browns. I, this game, what do you do with this game? What do you do with it? You said the public's in on it? Uh, Of course. I mean, yeah, I I figured that this game was going to jump way past seven and it did. It went even further than I thought. I'm sure part of that is knocking it out of the teaser zone, which probably won't stop people anyways. They'll still end up teasing the Niners if they want to tease the Niners, even though it doesn't make much sense. What do you do here? All right. PJ Walker's in five starts last year, three touchdowns, three interceptions, 134 passing yards per game. Oh, but don't worry. He's probably been uh, preparing for two weeks for the San Francisco 49ers front. Good luck with that one, Peach. I mean, I what is this Watson thing? Like, there are a lot of rumblings that he's been cleared to play for a couple of weeks now, and like he's choosing not to. <laughs> so <laughs> this is this is this could be a complete disaster. I don't know. 15 straight regular season wins for the Niners. Yeah, they should beat him up. I, I don't have anything strong in this low, low total. I considered with PJ Walker in, do we go Browns under on the team total? It's 12 and a half. We probably should, but it's 12 and a half. I mean, you get one unlucky special teams uh, thing that, to occur or defense. Stupid and, you know, score that, that and that's me- it. That could mess that up. So yeah, there's like n- no room for error in that one. Guys, I'm not doing anything in this game. I hate this game. It's San Francisco after the Dallas spot. Like, no, I'm I'm not doing anything. I'm not laying double digits on the road against the best defense in the NFL. I know. I'm there with you. I mean, it seems like the Niners should be able to cover this spread, but still, like you said, the travel, they're double-digit favorites. I don't like this either. I, I'm not 100% convinced that we're still not going to see somewhat of a – 
a game where Brock Purdy struggles a bit. And then also the Niners getting Randy Gregory, they should get a boost as well, you know? So I think this could be a lower scoring game. I don't have a lot of props. I'm not sure I'm going to be betting a ton in this game. I'm looking forward to watching it, but I am a little nervous. I'm I'll not. be losing money because I'm not I'm sure not looking forward. this could go. <laughs> I'm not You're looking not? for this game at uh, all. No, PJ Walker, I don't want to see all. him. He sucks. God, he's I bad. mean, I hope the Niners <laughs> destroy them. I, but I'm an XFL historian, Joe, so that's why I care about this game more than anything else. I'm just, Terrible. You know, on back Cleveland? To the days when yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Football was pure. I, yeah, I played a little bit of. T- I played a little ten this morning. It's not my favorite bet in the world. But look, it's Brock Purdy on the road, sloppy weather against the best defense in the NFL. Right. And I'm not trying to hot take here. It there like I would say maybe what 10% of the time, ball slips out, Miles Garrett gets a little early. It would not shock me. It would not shock me if this is a close game and a lot closer than it should be at the end. Like I said, I played the plus mm-hmm. 10. The Niners are also not great against the run. They're 19th run defense epa so all cleveland wants to do especially with pj walker in there is going to be run the ball so but they're not running I, it I well see, since the since the it, injury to chubb right right exactly and, and that and was the point that i yeah and that's the point that i wanted to make here joe exactly that since week three when they lost chubb browns haven't been effective running the ball less than 40 percent of all rushes have kept the offense on schedule, and that rate is in the bottom half of the NFL. And that's crazy to me. To believe, I mean, we've seen the Browns not have Nick Chubb and still be just beyond dynamic being able to run the football, but that's not what this Browns offense is about this year. Four fewer first downs over expected. And look, you know, think what you will about this 49ers run defense. That inherently is not a sticky stat. If the 49ers are fully aware that they're going to be facing an offense that runs the football and they'll stack the box, I think they can be successful doing that. I think the Stevens could do just about whatever it wants as long as they make the right calls. As long as they know what the offense is going to be doing, I think they're going to be just fine. Uh, Aaron, as far as your point on Brock Purdy, yes, he will have a regression game, I think. I just don't think it's going to be this one. But if there is a bet that I really, really like, and again, it's not a comfortable one to make, but Jerome Ford under 35 and a half rushing yards at minus 120. I don't think the Browns are going to be effective on the ground. I don't think offensively they're going to yeah. do very much. And then they're going to be playing from behind. And maybe they will try and throw the ball, even though that's probably not the best idea. 23 and a half is a team total for the Niners. 23 and a half. Wow. I think that's that's an interesting number. I'm sure everybody's going to play the over. <laughs> Uh, not giving the Browns' defense enough respect. I mean, the, the Browns also have not seen an offense anywhere close to this caliber. Um, mm-hmm. Until I get, you know, it depends where you put the Cowboys. But until that Cowboys game on Sunday night, uh, the, the Niners were not playing good teams. It was Steelers, Rams, Giants, Cardinals. Uh, so, I mean, this is the spot where a lot of us pointed to, you know, we didn't know the situation about Watson at the time, but this is a spot. Oh, Dallas, Cleveland, they're probably going to lose one of those games. Well, they might just sweep them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got absolutely. nothing. I'm not this playing is, anything. Is yeah, anybody playing it. anything? Me, anything me else? either. Okay. 
Yeah, the the prop is probably my favorite play here. And again, like it feels uncomfortable betting an under on a running back prop, but I think that's that's the play that I love more than anything else. And I think he could go significantly under that number. So that's what I see there. Okay, guys, let's move on now to the London game. Uh, that's how our Sunday will kick off between the Ravens and the Titans. Baltimore, four-point favorites. The total is 41 and a half. Joe, what are you going to be doing as you uh, sip on your Red Bull and uh, do the show while also watch the game? Yeah, first half I'll be doing the show. Uh, BetMGM Game Day, Jason LaCafora and Pam Maldonado. Look, I mean, the Ravens, I expect to bounce back from that disaster that we saw against Pittsburgh, that fourth quarter disaster. Everything went wrong in that game. They had five drops in that game. The receivers got an interception, a block punt, a fumble. Like, it was just a complete mess. There was no reason Steelers were, gonna, were supposed to win that game. They weren't. Um, and the Ravens have talked about it all week. They'll tell anybody that listens, look, we're not going to do a repeat of 2017 when we lost 44 to 7 to Jacksonville. We we studied up and we learned that we got to get out there early. Fortunately for the Bills fans, they did not learn that last week, but uh that's what the Ravens did and and they're laying four in this spot. We know the big trend here. I I think it's actually double-sided that a lot of people are going to bet. Maybe it's why the Titans have been a popular bet among the public is Frable as an underdog. So he's getting more than a field goal. Frable has a straight up winning record as an underdog, as a head coach. And Lamar, when he's laying more than three, it hasn't been pretty. It's 2-13 and 13 against the spread since 2021. I'm throwing that all out the window. I'm expecting a bounce-back performance here. Something to keep a close eye on in today's final injury report. Titans defensive tackle Tart. He has not been practicing this week, dealing with toe injury. He's the reason why the Colts ran it up last week. And when you think about the Titans, think about how elite they are at stopping the run. If he's not going to be out there, I expect the Ravens to have a massive day on the ground. I'm playing the Ravens minus four. Love it. I like the Ravens too. I also think this is a good spot for the Ravens after we saw like Lamar's receivers just weren't doing anything to help him out in that last game. You've got to think that they looked at the film. They're going to clean some things up. They're going to be motivated. They've been in London longer. I I think I'm going to be looking at some Zay Flowers props. 56 and a half over on him. I think this is just a really good bounce back spot for the Ravens after that ugly, ugly game they played against the Steelers. They've got to clean some things up and they're, they were better than what they put out there. Aaron, I think uh, we just copied notes because I have the Zay Flowers over 56 and a half receiving yards as well. Have that underlined like a few times because I think that one makes total (laughs) sense. And you are absolutely right that Ravens receivers let them down. So what should the Titans do to try and stay in this game? Well, it would be to play a lot of man coverage because you figure, okay, these Ravens receivers are not going to do very well in one-on-one battles. Lamar Jackson is phenomenal against zone. So you go, all right, Titans, play man. Beat them one-on-one. That'll keep you in the ballgame. Well, guess what? Defensive success rate for the Titans, fourth worst in football when in man coverage. So even if they go that route, things aren't going to go swimmingly. Meanwhile, Lamar Jackson, let's put some more respect on his name. He is sixth among all quarterbacks in success rate, meaning he's keeping his offense on schedule more than 51% of the time. Not only do I like the Ravens guys, but I think I'm going to do an alternate spread. This could be a go big or don't go at all kind of situation. 
I like Ravens minus six and a half at plus 125, just avoiding the key number of seven. But again, you know, you look at what this Titans uh, defense can't do. I, I expect a fantastic bounce back spot, and they're handling this London trip really, really well. Hard not to love the Ravens in so many respects, and Zay Flowers to go over his prop. Definitely love those bets. How about we move on now to the Panthers and the Dolphins? Because, yeah, we've got a really big number here. Dolphins are 13 and a half point favorites. Total is 47 and a half. But, Joe, it is still Miami's offense going up against arguably the worst team in football. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mm-hmm. It is. And that's that's how we got to this number. I know we're in the era of devaluing the running back, but let me say this about A-Chan. I don't think it's being discussed enough about this guy going on injured reserve. Do the Dolphins have enough to get to be just fine, to still be an elite offense without him? 100% they do. They still the same play caller, quarterback, top two receivers. That's not a big concern. But it is amazing when you look at A-Chan versus other running backs, just how much more explosive this guy's been than anybody else in the league. If you look at rushing yards over expectation per attempt, 6.74, okay? That is double second on the list in Brees Hall. 7.1 yards before contact per attempt. 11 yards every time A-Chan touched the football. Are, is somebody else just going to slot in? Is it going to be plug and play? Because I, th- I think a lot of people have that idea when you think of Mike McDaniel's running game. And I don't know that that's going to be the case. They're a double-digit favorite once again. They covered last week. Are they going to cover as a double-digit favorite in back-to-back weeks? There's no doubt that they're going to rack up some yards here. Uh, the total's been coming down. Came down to 47.5. I saw it uh, come down a point or so uh, from where we were yesterday. But I, I find... This HN angle interesting. Are they going to be as explosive? They shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be. Mostert's been really good, but Jeff Wilson's going to get a lot of run now. Panthers, it was amazing to see Frank Reich call out the owner to the media. Like, is he trying to get fired? He's talking about our, my owner's meddling. My owner wanted this quarterback. And how does Bryce Young feel at this point? Like, my coach already thinks that I, they made the wrong pick in selecting me, as I have no receivers to work with. So the Carolina angle is really interesting. I don't have a strong play on this. If it's a possibility, like in contests where I have to get to five picks against a spread, 
I'd consider Carolina plus the points. That's the only thing I'd consider in this game. Just because of the angles, like, are they going to keep covering all these double-digit spreads? And uh, A-Chan is, is a big loss. And at some point, Carolina's got to cover a point spread, right? Yeah, I was actually looking at um, pass attempts, defending pass attempts on team rankings for another prop, and I came across the Panthers actually really good at defending uh, like opponent pass attempts. So I was thinking Tua pass attempts under 31 and a half is even money. I also look at Mostert rushing plus receiving over 86 and a half. Maybe he gets involved in both. He's certainly gone over that a handful of times already this season. You would think now with HN out that he would get more, um, you know, of the share here, but I don't know if it'll all be on the ground or maybe I should look at, because just rushing was 68 and a half. That seems kind of high if he's not going to be carrying all of the load. I'm not sure. So it'll be interesting to see. But I was looking at more rushing and receiving since he can get involved in both, Ed. Certainly, certainly can. And what the workload is supposed to be will be interesting. So you want to be careful with that one. But Joe, you know, and I don't say this, uh, you know, to disrespect Achan because I think he's a great football player. I'm willing to say he's a great football player in the here and now, but mm-hmm. a lot of his yards came before contact and your rushing right. yards before contact. That typically means your offensive line and your play design. That's what's making the running back successful. Not that Achan isn't great, but if these are yards after contact, that's all upon the running back. And that's why Christian McCaffrey has been so dynamic because he's leading in that department. But before yeah. contact, that's more everything else around him. And so I do feel like the Dolphins will still be able to run the football effectively. I do think that Mostert over 68 and a half. I think it's okay here. But the real play I love to a longest pass completion over 39 and a half receiving yards. I do expect a couple of deep bombs in this game and the Dolphins run away with this one. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, could the Bears string a third outstanding offensive performance again or are the Bears going to Bears? That's right here on the BetQL Network. 